Ramping up for the coming sales boom. Is your sales team ready? This is a podcast from Integrity Solutions. I'm Michael Terrell. We're glad you're here. Most economic and business forecasts call for a dramatic upturn in the economy. Many sectors are already seeing it. Perhaps yours too. But as we move through what could be the last stages of the pandemic, our strengthening economy is a different economy. And customers and buying patterns are different too. So that got us to wondering, just what is different? And how can you prepare your sales team so you don't miss the wave? Those are questions we explored recently with Bruce Wedderburn, the Chief Sales Officer of Integrity Solutions. We have an edited version of that conversation. Bruce, you're a busy man. Thanks for making the time. Thanks, Michael. Great to be here. Let's start with what you're seeing out there, Bruce, in terms of the business climate and customer behavior and the pressure on sales teams. Yeah, Michael, it's a very interesting time. And it's summarized in a conversation that I had with a senior vice president of sales and marketing of a global manufacturing and technology company just the other week. And he was telling me that we've got to improve our people's ability to be more proactive and not wait for an RFI to hit the streets. Uh, he was saying things like we need to generate needs early in the client's decision-making cycle, drive conversations towards commercial strategy and results, not just technical specifications. Lots of very direct and strong needs. I asked him, what's the concern if nothing changes? And I thought his answer was really insightful. He said, we will miss the wave. We won't achieve the market share and margin growth that's going to be available in the next 12 to 24 months. And that's a reality that's out there in the economy at the moment. Businesses are sitting on a pile of cash. The Deloitte Insights economic report for 2021 says nine financial businesses in the US increased their holdings of bank deposits by over $1.1 trillion in the first three quarters of 2020. Uh, US GDP is predicted to grow at 6.5% in 2021, which is double the rate that was forecasted just back in December. So we saw the, the consumer spending shrink when COVID hit. It fell off a cliff, actually. And all indications are that consumers are ready to spend now, ready to go on vacation. How many people do we hear say, I'm just ready to get away? And one of my son's friends, he works at Disney World. They're gearing up for a very busy summer and fall. They're hiring, they're training. We've seen airline and hotel stocks. They've increased 20% more in the past few weeks. So we've been hearing predictions of another roaring 20s, that's, as in the 1920s, that's going to be coming in the next 12 to 24 months. And so like the consumers, businesses decided last year to save rather than spend cash. And like consumers, businesses could decide to go on a spending spree when the pandemic ends. The spending impetus is out there, and it's likely to vary quite a bit by industry, but all industries are going to be impacted. There's a a phenomenon called fear of missing out or FOMO. That's attributed in part to the quick V-shaped recovery in the stock market in 2020. But FOMO is also driving leaders in all aspects of business to get ready to take advantage of this wave that's coming. But there's a flip side to that. What do we need to do to avoid missing the wave that looks like it may be coming as well? How do we get equipped for that, to take advantage of that and not miss that wave? Fear of missing out and the danger of missing out on the wave. Okay, Bruce, so what can sales leaders do now to optimize their teams? I think there's three things. Number one is be virtual ready. 
And this is a territory coverage play. Classic sales manager thinking is we need more sales reps if we're going to sell more. The economy improves, we're coming out of a recession, we've got to get better coverage. Do we have enough sales reps? This time it's different though. Because of the explosion of virtual selling in 2020, and the level of comfort that both sellers and buyers have reached with virtual meetings, one sales rep can now have many more meetings in a day versus when she had to travel around the state or around the country or even around the world in some instances. So virtual selling is no longer just for the early adapters or the digital experts. We're seeing it being adopted across all industries and it's here to stay. We're working with, uh, give me an example, we're working with a, a global medical devices company who in 2020, like many industries, their world was turned upside down. Uh, they're very experienced, very successful sales professionals, but they could no longer walk the corridors of the hospitals to see physicians and hospital administrators. They had to learn to communicate through Zoom or through Teams or WebEx. And frankly, they struggled by their own admission. So the question we've got is how well is your sales force to deal with the dynamics of a virtual sales environment? Because you you're not just leading a sales call anymore, you're managing the customer's experience. And there's a dozen factors that need to be taken into consideration that can derail the best planned sales call. And the number one challenge in a virtual selling world that you need to address is the challenge of distraction, the pool of multitasking for the person on the other end of the line, the customer. So things like the, the technical aspects, the lighting, the sound, camera, what does your background say? How do we dress? How do we deal with the handoffs if it's a team selling environment? How do we have documents ready to share and share them in a way? How do we ask questions in a way in a virtual sales call, listen for behavior styles? All those fundamentals are absolutely critical to managing the customer experience in a virtual selling environment, not just leading a sales call, which is one part of that. So number one point we're making is be virtual ready. Number two is move off the immediate need. We did some work a few years ago with one of the big four accounting firms, and we trained all of the partners in that firm. And the CEO of the firm, uh, would like to come sometimes and kick off the initial workshop sessions, which we thought was great. We really appreciated that. But he used to tell a story, and I thought it was really interesting. He'd look at all these partners who were sitting there and look them in the eye and he'd say, congratulations, you have the innate ability to take a $100,000 opportunity and turn it into a $20,000 client because you'll approach that opportunity from the narrow lens of your own perspective. And one of the things he would say is our goal is we need to be bringing all of the firm to all of the client. So this phenomenon he talked about, it's, it's being played out a million times just this year. And it doesn't matter if you work for a large accounting firm or a regional bank or a, a manufacturer electrical connectors. You need to be able to step back from the immediate need and have a broader, deeper conversation. Because budgets are being released this year, because spending is going to increase, there's more people, more customers that are out there that are looking to buy. So rather than respond to their immediate need, let's step back from that 
explore what with the customer, what they're trying to achieve, the problem that's driving the need, or what is it that caused them to send out the RFI, the RFP? Don't take what could be a large opportunity and turn it into a small client by just responding to the need that's right in front of you. And that requires that sales reps have the mindset and the skills to be able to have this kind of diagnostic conversation in a way that the customer gets value from it. It's just not about asking a whole lot of questions anymore. What value is the customer getting from the questions that you're asking? And that's, that's really the key to driving value in these meetings. So point number two is move off the immediate need. Point number one, be virtual ready. Point number two, move off the immediate need. And point number three is differentiate through the human experience. Uh, pretty soon, nearly all purchases from small scale B2C uh, purchases to large corporate purchases, pretty soon they're all going to be made through automation without needing to talk to a salesperson. I think that's going to be inevitable, the digitization of sales. And this can be bad news, but it's also a tremendous opportunity for sales reps to rise to the occasion, to lift their game. If it's one of the things that COVID taught us last year, especially in the early months of the pandemic, is the need for a human connection, for empathy, for understanding, for reassurance. And sales reps need to be, become trusted consultants to buyers by solving their business problems, by listening, by asking insightful questions and sharing insights, not on selling products. So in 2021 and 22, our advice is your team will need to focus on how do we get better, lift our game at building trust, building rapport in an increasingly digital world while becoming intimately familiar with the buyer's goals, their priorities, their problems, their pain. So more and more products are just being seen as a commodity. So trying to differentiate through describing why you're different why your solution is better, it's faster, it's more agile, it's more global, it's more scalable, whatever words you want to put behind it, the more you do that, the more you're just putting yourself in the commodity basket because that's what all your competitors are doing. So differentiation will come to be how well can your team deliver through the buying journey through create a buying experience, not by well how you can describe your product. Great, Bruce. Thanks. Very thorough insights. And when we talked earlier, you had something more from what you're seeing out there. Yeah, Michael, there's another thing that's going to be really critical in the next 12 to 24 months for sales leaders to focus on. And that is the role of self-belief, of attitude, and achievement drive in sales. Let me tell you a story. What we've done this with hundreds of sales leaders in keynote speeches, in small group sessions, in virtual sessions, we've asked the question, we asked them to think about their consistent top performers and what makes them so successful year after year. Is it one of two things? Is it A, those top performers have superior product knowledge and selling skills, or is it B, it's more to do with who they are. It's their attitude, their confidence, their drive to achieve. And if they could put a percentage to A and B, what would that percentage be? And we see universally that B would be between 75 to 95% of their success 
is due to the more intangible factors, their attitude, their self-belief, their achievement drive. And a smaller percentage is towards their product knowledge, their selling skills. And so we ask a follow-up question. If you've all said that things like the intangibles, the attitude, self-belief, confidence, achievement, right? Those things contribute more to sales success than product knowledge and selling skills. Then what percentage of your sales training is training people on those things? And often we get uncomfortable blank stare, people looking down, shuffling around a little bit. And the answer is usually between zero to 15% of their training will focus on those intangible things. So there's a big disconnect there. Here we have sales leaders saying that those intangible things such as achievement drive and confidence and self-belief are the key things that drive their top performers, but they're not training people on it. And now is not the time to roll the dice and leave that to chance. There's too much at stake in the next 24 months. The fear of missing out is real. And if we're not addressing the whole person, if we're not building their skills, if we're not building their attitudes, if we're not helping them expand their belief boundaries or identify potential roadblocks that could be holding them back, then we're jeopardizing the ability to get market share and revenue growth that's going to be out there in the next 12, 24 months. Focus on what's happening between their ears as well as focusing on giving them skills and tools and technology and product knowledge. That's Bruce Wedderburn, Chief Sales Officer of Integrity Solutions. I asked him for a final thought about these times we're in. It's a great time to be in sales now. We talked earlier about FOMO, fear of missing out. One thing to think about as we look ahead is DOMO, and that is don't miss out. Don't miss the wave. Make sure your people, your organization is ready to really capitalize on the good times ahead. Bruce Wedderburn on FOMO, DOMO, and what it takes to optimize sales teams now. As our economy strengthens and with experts predicting a dramatic upturn after the pandemic lows of the last year. You've been listening to a podcast from Integrity Solutions. You can subscribe to Integrity Solutions podcasts, share this episode, or review us wherever you get your podcasts. Thank you for joining us. I'm Michael Terrell.